The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Premier League and a little bit of Champions League as well. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics for today's session. Liverpool Man United ended a goal of stalemate, my friend. Manchester City put themselves in position to go top after their win against Palace. A lesser City, a legitimate title contender, currently sitting third place. Spurs getting back to winning ways, and Chelsea edging out a 1-0 win against 10 men Fulham. That's what we are coming up in today's episode. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Robbie, we're going to start with a massive mm. game. Liverpool versus Manchester yeah. United, the biggest game in English football, the biggest rivalry, everything else, you know, 19, 20 titles, all the things that we kind of hyped it up and you kind of get used to this where you hype it, you hype it, you hype it. And it was disappointing. Disappointing, mm. disappointment. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do, mate. Instead of we're going to – I want to cut straight to post-game comments, right? And okay. that's where we're going to start this conversation. Where you go, my friend. Because it's kind of interesting. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said afterwards, Rob, he said a few things. Yeah. Um, but the main thing that I grabbed really early on was was this. We didn't play well enough to win the game, Ole Gunnar yep. Schultz said. Mm-hmm. We want to have the ball more. Yeah. It surprised me because he's basically saying he didn't really enjoy the game played out. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought, and we'll think looking at that, that's kind of where Man United are at the moment, away yeah. at Liverpool. They'll dig in. They play their little system. They get two banks of four. They get behind the ball. Look, look dangerous on the counter-attack. Created mm-hmm. a couple of probably the best chances to win the game. Yet he wasn't happy with it, Rob. And I think yeah. we, I think it's a good place to start because I, I'm not yeah. sure there's many people that's, 
the, the, or maybe United fans that are thinking that their manager wants more than that. And I think they should want more than that, that you don't just go to Anfield and mm. you sit back and you don't have any other football and you've got Pogba and everybody else running back to, 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 to close down to, to try and win the ball back. You don't see much yeah. of Bruno Fernandes because yeah. Liverpool have got the ball all the time. Mm. What did you think from those comments, Rob, compared to what the, the general narrative is, is that, yeah. well, that's the way it was and counter-attacking yeah. the way that they are set up right now. Well, it's interesting. You've jumped straight to the post-match um, press conference and it was really interesting, Rob. And, and if we were working together today, I would have said, I remember last night, just before I went to bed, I, I put on his pre-game conf- uh, press conference. And I've got to tell you, Rob, as, as, as I was listening and, and, and hearing you know, a bit about team news, a bit about where he thought the game would go, how, how it could be won, I thought to myself, there's a different Ollie than the Ollie was sitting in this chair two years ago. And it's two years now, so they start to be a bit of a different. There's a, you could say maturity. There's a better understanding, I think. I think he was learning on his feet at first, thrown into the job. I think there's a higher level of expectancy from him and, and his group of players. I, I point to Paul Pogba as being somebody who I sense has felt that little shift and is buying into it a little bit more to what's been go, what's going on. Um, I, I totally agree with your sentiments in terms of after the game. I was quite surprised, but I'd have to say, A, if I was a Manchester United fan, I'm not, but B, as an observer, I was pleasantly surprised that he's saying, you know what, we're better than yeah. just doing okay, that working hard and getting behind the ball and stopping level. We're Manchester United and we can be better than that. Now, if they can retain some of what they had today, because you need a bit of that dogginess, mm. but mm. then be better on the ball, which they weren't at times when they had counter-attack situations. Yeah. Now we're talking, Rob. Now we're yeah. talking about where Manchester United can get back to challenging. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I, I think I want to go on from there just to talk about the players that I thought played really well, Robbie. Mm. Mm. Harry Maguire, you know, all of a sudden he's cracked into some really good form. Defensively, yeah. stronger. I mean, he had all that difficult time where he got into trouble, you know, in a different country and, and there's lots of pressure. Should the manager play him? He played through that. He's come through it great. I thought he played really well. Luke Short, Robbio, sure. might have been my man of the match. Might Correct. have been my man of the match. Not only Correct. defensively did he do a really mm. good job, but remember the time he got forward and created the chance for Bruno? Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Defend, defend, yeah. defend, yeah. defend. Two on his side most mm. of the time. And mm. yet he still got forward... Uh, and correct. So I thought it was very cool in possession a couple of times where he's under a little bit of pressure. Yeah. I mean, I thought he looked as good as I've seen Luke Shaw look um, in a Man United shirt. And come on, I, I've always been a, an admirer of Luke Shaw, Rob, and we haven't always seen it. Difficult times with previous managers. I thought mm-hmm. he was great. I mean, really, I'm, even looking at both sides, Rob, it was a, it was a day where defenders were better. Defenders yeah. were better. Centre-backs were better for Liverpool. Anderson um, and Fabinho, yeah. They did a really good job. I thought Thiago was flipping unbelievable. I mean, it, it, in his role, I'm not sure there's much more he could have done. Brilliant passing. Mm. He got his foot in a couple of times. He tried to pick some through balls, which wasn't difficult because United were deep. They were well organised. Uh, and then and the front three of Liverpool, Rob, that we've, we'll talk about, um, that always seemed to come narrow. Well, they did come narrow, but they're up against four United defenders, all, back, all the back four, that were really up for it just really up for it. They were compact. They never got stretched apart too much. Midfield protection with Fred and McTominay, as we expected, was really good. So with four defenders for Man United, those two holding midfield players, Mm. they made it incredibly difficult 
for Liverpool's front players, even Thiago's passing, even the fullbacks that were a little bit more fearful going forward. Um, it all kind of played into this game going nil-nil. I want to chuck a couple more in there and then I'm, I'm going to jump on you for stealing my thunder. I'm going to chuck in there Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba. And why I'm throwing them in there, Rob, is they are star footballers at their best. They're offensive, get the ball into them, they can make things happen at their best. It wasn't that day for Manchester United, sometimes because of lack of passing, sometimes because they didn't have, have a good almost, enough. Both, both of them almost scored, both of them almost yeah, scored though. But there's the point, both of them were committed to what they had to do. Both of them almost got the winner. Fernandez probably, if he connects better, beats Allison. Pogba hits a shot, maybe if he gets a slight deflection like last week against Lowton, against Burnley, he gets a goal. But both bought into what the team needs to do. And I think that's important. Star players have got to do their, their bit as well. And the only one, Rob, who still is a bit of a question mark, Anthony Martial. Mm. I was surprised. Anthony Martial. I was surprised, actually, at the setup, Rob. And let's just get your opinion mm. on this. The yeah. United team, I saw Rashford centrally and Martial to the left. Yeah. I thought, Pogba to the right. Pogba to the right. Why yeah. has he done that? Why has he done that? Where I, mm. I absolutely believe that Rashford is, is such a more of a threat coming from the left side, making those runs where he can see the whole field. He's coming in on his stronger right foot for his shots and his finishes. I didn't yeah. quite... We couldn't, work, we couldn't work it out. And, and, and even Pogba on the right. Did he think maybe Trent's going to come forward more? So that's a bit of an option you know, on, on that side or... I don't know. I just couldn't quite understand it, it, it ourselves. We wondered whether it'd be a 4-4-2 diamond, but thought that might be narrow. So, mm. if anything, Pogba might be off the left-hand side um, yeah. if Rashford went right or... I don't know. He, he obviously had his reasoning. Whether he felt it worked or not, I suppose he'll, he'll only look back at it the last minutes. But I just feel that if, if Manchester United are going to be the side Ollie wants them to be... Anthony Martial has got to become more of a consistent performer in that group. But you did steal my thunder, and I just want to go to my underappreciated, Rob, before oh, we move on, because I think it, it's right and, and it's timely. Big H. Oh. Big Harry Maguire. You, you've talked about him, and, and, and quite rightly. Let, let's just remember where he started the season, Rob. Let's remember where people were talking about, you know, he, he, is he good enough to be Manchester United captain? Should he be leading this side? A lot of talk recently that Eric Bailly has made him look a better player. Well, today, Bailly wasn't there and he still looked a good player. I thought yeah. his, his defensive uh, positioning was excellent. When he had to put his foot in and win tackles and block balls, he, he did that well. He led well. He's not the iconic Manchester United. He's not going to be Brian Robson. He's not going to be Roy Keane. He's not going to be Eric Cantona. He's, he's not Nemanja Vidic or he's not that guy. But I tell you what, in fairness to him, he showed a bit of, bit of something today that I was impressed by. And, I, and he deserves a lot of credit because he was getting the criticism early on and, and he had to shoulder it, put his head down, get on with his work and it looks like he's come out the other side. Yeah, it's a good shout, Rob. Yeah, it was. Obviously, we agreed on it on this game he had mm. today. I mean, some of the individual defending, uh, there's a couple of crosses that he saw out really well. There was a chance uh, for Mino at the back post that he, he was in the right spot, just really, really focused. And, I, you know, another thing I thought the game, Rob, is that did fear from both mm. sides, Yeah, did fear make this game or... or, or Hinder it in terms of a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. The, fear, the fear of Liverpool's fullbacks really going for it. 
because that's how they re- that's that's how they score a lot of their goals is the fullbacks really going for getting in behind. We didn't see that a lot. We saw one or two great Robertson crosses. Trent didn't really get again maybe one or two. But when we see Liverpool turn the dial right up, it's those fullbacks Rob that get forward and create the opportunities. I just wonder if a little bit of fear of the counter attack held them back. And on the other side of it. I don't know. I think there's the fear of Man United going to Old Trafford and with those front players and with the fullbacks, you know, it's a defensive mindset. We know that. And they did a great job defensively. It just, it, it, it was such a disappointing game, Rob, where you want a goal, you want one team to, to really go for it. Neither did. Ne- neither team really went for it to, because of the fear of the other team. And I guess, you know, a nil-nil is kind of okay for both sides. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I, I watched Liverpool start the game, Rob, and I thought they I thought they were excellent. So well. mm. Football, the mm. passing, defensively, winning the ball back. They did everything right, apart from just getting that clear-cut chance. They had a couple of half yeah. chances that maybe Firmino could have done better with and a couple of others. And you think, go on then, go on and go on and win the game. But I think I think Danny said in the studio, the longer the game went on, the more you thought. United are going to nick this, and they almost did with those two late chances. It, 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 in some ways, it was some ways is interesting, but mostly for me, disappointed. Rob, disappointed in in. I mean, it's hard to be too critical of United because they got the they, they got the point and they had a couple yeah. of chances. I just expected them to be better to, to come and play a little bit more. Rob, come and play a little bit more. Um, no crowd there, but very very defensive minded. But it's a, it's a good point for them. Yeah, I agree with fear, and and I, and I I got the sense, and one of my notes I wrote, I wrote down was I think both feared the consequences of not winning. You know, yeah. Liverpool would be the the, the 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 unbeaten record, the you know six point gap, da da da. For United, it was like, well, can we just keep this run going? If we get this Liverpool game out of the way, then we can look forward. So I think you're right, but I'd like to point, Rob, and, and before we move on to, yeah. and I did a little breakdown at, at the end of the game because mm-hmm. it wasn't too much tactically, but just this front three for for. Mm-hmm. Liverpool. And um, I talked to our research guys because you always just want a bit of background and, and statistics to, to match what you're thinking. And in my head, I'm thinking, it just isn't quite happening for that front three. I've, I've, I can't remember a time where I've seen Bobby and Mane or, or, or Salah bump one in off each other and play a quick one-two and do something like it, that. I don't know. It seems like it's just not quite happening. And our research guy said to me, to his joke, that they scored 46 goals between them last season, which is, is a good total. They've got 24 so far this. I mean, Mo Salah's got 13, which yeah. tops the league. Yeah. But, but the other thing that I thought was really important, that he said on 30 of the 38 games, one of those three scored last year. Mm. Scored a goal. Now, what, my, what this Liverpool team don't have at the moment is they've got possession. And you say, first 20 minutes, their football was really good and really bright. But they're not finishing things. Last season, they might be 2-0 up after that spell. And the game's different then. And then United have got to come out a little bit. And then they can really go to town. Those front three are not quite sparking in the manner collectively with the are. And I also um, pointed out today, Jogo Jota. Must he? Yeah. There's a bit of a miss, by the way. Yeah. Just the, He brought something different, didn't he? Changed that yeah. look a little bit. Gave him a little bit of a different chemistry. They've missed having that option of him around when things have just gone a little bit stale. Absolutely, Rob. You know, on, on the one-off game today, you could say, and I would say, that was a tough match. United, 
they, they defended as, as if they meant it today. And they all mm. played well, the back four and the protecting place. That's not easy to, to do your little one-twos and find the yeah. goals and stick it in the top corners. It's not easy. But mm. why, why you've got a point is the last four, five, six games, it, that, that's more evidence that it isn't quite mm. the same. That being said, Rob, I knew that I was thinking the same thing as you. I mean, Salah's got 13 goals, top scorer. Yeah. Manny's got six. Firmino's got five. Mm. Jota's got five. Man United, Bruno's got 11. A lot of those penalties. Rashford's got seven. Then you've got Cavani on three, Martial two, and Pogba two. So mm. the number, I think the top goal scorer is Liverpool. It, it's yeah. just all because over the last three or four or five weeks, we haven't seen it. And they're yeah. off the ball a bit. So I, I, the numbers still are not bad, Rob. It's yeah. just take it in terms of form or the last six games, yeah. they're off it a little bit. But it doesn't mean that they're having a, a, an awful season because the numbers, you know, are still pretty good for those front players. But th- yeah. there is something in it, and it's not just today. In, in previous games, Bobby Firmino, Rob, mm. really, really quiet today. And and we've seen this before from him. Sometimes we have a days where we, like, eulogise over this is, yeah. this is Bobby and Bobby's back and this is what he can yeah. do. I would if I would if I was a manager today, I'd be disappointed in Firmino because I can mm. see Salah trying to wiggle. I can see Mane trying his stuff, and, and it was a difficult. Mm. Day. I didn't see enough from Firmino, Rob, and that's maybe where Jota keeps him honest. Yeah. Another option is he just we we know his value, Firmino, mm. but in games like this where you want your striker to do something to you know, and again, I know it's a hard game. Is he? Is he off his peak, Rob Firmino? It feels like he is to me. Um, is he off his peak? I think his spot comes through other players. If that sound, sounds right, well, I think because if if Salah picks it up, drops his shoulder, dips inside, and bangs one into him, I think Bobby comes alive. I, th- I think he needs those players around him to to lift his game rather than him being able to lift their game, if, if, if that sounds right. It just seems to me like... I, I pulled out a little um, piece from last season. It was uh, Newcastle United uh, versus Liverpool at Anfield. And Salah picks a ball up, comes infield on his left foot, smashes it into Bobby Firmino. Firmino takes one touch forward, back heels it back into his path, and Salah goes on. But that isn't happening at the moment. That's not where Bobby is. And, and, and again, you might look at him and say, well, if he isn't giving me the spark and he doesn't deliver enough of the goals, is he, does he warrant his space? And I would get that. But I just feel that the other parts around him are not sparking and that's why we're not seeing him at his bristling best. Just before we summarise this game, Rob, I, I just, I mean, I just Thiago again in that holding yeah. position. You know, you might argue that I looked a little bit light. I looked at the line mm. and thought, him yeah. Shakiri midfield, and is that going to be enough? I guess Klopp realised they'd have a lot of possession and needed his prompting. I, I still thought his passing was pretty flipping amazing, Rob. And I, and I know today was frustrating for Liverpool, but yeah. if, if defensively they can they can stabilise and if Matip can come back fit and they can get some players back in there, he is going to be such an asset, Rob. Mm. Yeah. You know, if they can find their attacking mojo, because, you know, I think the Klopp said afterwards that they had a ton of attacking final third entries. Yeah. Uh, and yet he just couldn't find a way through. He tried his best, Thiago, and, and mm. of course, get the assist or the goal. But yeah, the great shot that was saved. I just thought he looked really, really quality, good. He? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a quality. Uh, and he's different, and he's different from everything else they've got. Yeah, he just looks silky. From anybody on the field today, I just mm. thought he was great. And, and going forward now, I think he's going to be really important to stay fit. Mm. Okay, well, just in, in summary, right? And, and where, yeah. 
what do we feel about these two sides after this game? What do we feel like with a, with a title challenge and, and where mm. they lie in terms of, of the teams of, you know, who can, who can best challenge going forward? Well, well, I think you have to look at the league, Rob, and, and from a couple of weeks ago, Liverpool in fourth position. Now, I know there's only a few points between uh, all the teams up there, but mm. I felt a game like this might lift Liverpool. Might be what I was thinking, this might be what they need. Let's have one of those intense ones. Let's have one of those. They still haven't shown that they can hit that level and stay at that level yet. And that's a slight worry. But for, for Manchester United, I quite like the Ollie line of, we're better than this. And if they start to play 10, 15% better, it's not looking mm. bad. Yeah, I just, it's when you think of United and, and winning the title, it's the goals. I know, I know you've said it, and I know you know that mm. I feel the same way. Martial or somebody mm. else. Is there got to be yeah. somebody else, Rob? Or is, is Rashford going to score 25 goals, you know, mm. 25, 30 mm. goals? That you might, you've got to get a ton of goals at some point, that United team. And, and is Cavani going to be more of the man? I, think, I just think there's a few, still the doubts there for me for United to go all the way and win the title. Um, but surely the excitement, Pogba's on board, Bruno's still doing mm. his thing. Mm. Uh, they can have a good run at it. And you've got to give them credit. You've got to give the manager credit for organising what they've got to get to this point. Um, and Liverpool is still not quite there in terms no. of what we're used to seeing. And mm. still, on the back of this, they've still got some work to do. Yeah. And we'll talk about the odds uh, with our points back partners, Sportsbook. Uh, later in the podcast, we'll, we'll get to who's favourite there. Let's move the, this story on uh, from one team in Manchester to the other. United 0-0 draw against um, Liverpool. Manchester City 4-0 winners against Crystal Palace. Kind of feels like City are slipping into the groove. Yeah. Uh, going to second place in, in the table now. Got a game in hand uh, on Manchester United. John Stones gets a couple of goals. They keep another clean sheet at the back. Maybe a Jesus goal would have been the icing on the cake to get a centre-forward scoring, but same old City, kind of different system-ish, same old City. Yeah, I, I think headline for me, Rob, is another clean sheet, best defensive record by a few goals now in the Premier League. Mm. A strong defensive Man City is scary. Yeah. It's scary. There's two things that I w- went into this Premier League season that I wasn't th- I wasn't sure about City winning the, the Premier League title. Number one was the obvious defensive frailties of last season mm. that stopped them producing and winning a ton of stuff. And the mojo, the excitement, the drive. Now, and I know it's only Crystal Palace, but, but right now I feel like the excitement's back again, which I didn't know whether it could be with Phil Foden's uh, improvement, with the defensive improvements. Um, I feel that they're excited again to, to be on this run, but I keep I keep going back to the to the centre backs. Ruben Diaz headed the I think it was the third goal, the second John Stones goal, set piece. Ruben Diaz is there first. John Stones has scored the goal. John Stones' first goal, twenty seventh minute. Robbie Earl, the first player that ran over to him and hugged him, shouldn't have hugged him by the way, but hugged him was Ruben Diaz. There's a bit of bromance going on with those two, and the more they play with each other. You know, I, I, I just, I'm getting a very strong feeling about City based on those two centre-backs and how different City are, given their football, given their midfield goals. You know, we know the striker bit's got to come in. Yeah. Wow. You know, you've got that foundation now. I think when, when teams counter-attack them now, Rob, I look straight away for those centre-backs. 
and they are focused, they are tuned in, snuffing things out, and another great performance from the two centre-backs and City, and we say this a lot, they, they always look like a team that, that can win easily. They won this game easy, Rob, and, and like swaggered, no sweat on at all, strong. They win their game and end the top of the league. It's interesting, Rob, and, and, and you're right. Um, you talk about the, the step up, and, and, and Rebecca w- w- was interesting after the show because she talked a little bit about John Stones and, and, and the improvement. And, and I was trying to say, I was trying to thought of getting into his head of, I think sometimes when you're, when you're out, Rob, and things aren't going well, and you've had a few injuries and your form's not good and you, you're making mistakes, sometimes that can be a tough, lonely place. And I just wonder if, in a very perverse way, he's still only 26 years of age, it could be a blessing in disguise for John Stones. It could be that warning that when, when I see John Stones, and I, and, and I could be wrong in terms of, he looks like one of them that's going to be one of the fittest at the club, one of the best passers, one of the best finishers. He just looks like the game could be easy to him. And, you know, we've all played with him, Rob. Those players who it's so easy sometimes don't quite value it as, as much, or, you'd, or it appears they don't value it. I just wonder if that timeout, if that difficult period... It's changed John Stones for the better, mm. for the long term. You talked mm. about the mojo, and, and the mojo was right, like, is a feeling. It looks to me like he's hungry now. I don't think he'll ever take for granted who he is and what he does. I don't think he, he'll take risks now. He doesn't look like that guy who used to give the ball and almost think, he'll give it us in a minute. It just, all that's gone. And I think mm. that's part of where he's come to at 26 years of age, becoming a mature centre-back in the league. It's quite remarkable, Rob, the difference. It's quite, it's, it's astonishing, actually. Look at him now. There's no sense that there's a, there's a nervousness about him or a mistake waiting to happen. I, I'm not sure I've seen such a turnaround in a player. And maybe we'll never know, Rob, exactly what went on in his life that got him to a point where his form was so bad and out of the side and out of the squad and not being a part, important part of the player of it. But you're right. Maybe, you know, that's going to make him stronger as a person, as a player. He won't want to go back to that. And it looks like right now he's going from strength to strength. Two goals in this game today. Um, really good. But it wasn't just him, obviously, in the centre-backs. Yeah. De Bruyne again with the ball with his outside of his foot for his first header. It's a stunning, it's a stunning piece of skill. I thought Ryan Sterling looked, looked sharp and skillful again. Um, Foden comes into the game later on. Jesus tried hard, didn't get his goal. Um, but looks like he's in good physical shape. Again, the striker part's the important thing for them to try and improve going forward. But no, City, they're going to be there, mate. They're, 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 they're driving hard in a good spot in the league table. They want, they're in the middle of a decent, comfortable run of games at the moment. So they are absolutely in this title race, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll get to our points about sportsbook odds and see where Man City are. Let, let's talk about another team who kind of... I feel sorry for Leicester City because however well they do, everybody's always tell, seems to say, and it, it seems like, well, they, they're doing so well, but they, they can't be in the title race. And yeah, not me, mate. Five, five <laughs> years ago, they, we, we said the same thing and they embarrassed us all. Um, another good win, Rob. Uh, another win, and I think it's important sometimes that Jamie Vardy doesn't score. James Madison, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes starting to show real finishing touch now to that raw power and speed and athleticism that he has. It's a Leicester City team, and, and it's against a Southampton, I have to say, play good football, get on the ball, we'll test you. But Leicester City, Rob, are mm. quietly going about the business. And I think 
we've at this stage, and listen, we are where we are now, a part of the conversation of yeah. what, who could win the title. I think they are. They've got to be, Rob. They've got to be. Now they've got some of their important players back from injury. This team is pretty good. I'm going to go through the team. I've just got my, my Schmeichel, tick, good player, title winner. James Justin, really good player, come into the side, can play right back, left back, left back in this game, really good. Castagna, really good signing. Fafana, really good signing. Evans, yeah, Shuyin choose to come back. a good job. Yeah, it's a good job. Shuyin choose to come back as well. Tiedemans and Indini, really good. Playmaker, defensive guy. Yeah. Madison, difference maker, creator, scorer in this game. Jamie Vardy, as hungry as ever. Incredible hunger. Brennan Rogers said it, and I couldn't agree more. A hungry, fired-up guy that keeps wanting to, to, to do well. Harvey Barnes, left side of midfield. Improving, end product, goals. I mean, or Brighton right side. Yeah. They're one or two players away, Rob. One or two players away mm. from a legit, a legit title challenge and should scare people. Then one or two players away. Well, you no. say that, Rob. You say one or two players. Sorry to, to put in there, but yeah. I think you're doing a disservice. Mark Albrighton was, is, a, is, a, is a title winner. When you talk about Michael and Vardy, every title team has a couple of players who you go, oh, yeah, he's a... You don't have to be champions, as in champion player, to be to be. Sometimes those titles need you all, Brighton's, who's going to go up and down selflessly for the team and create balls and make opportunities for other and and do that job. And I just think that we shouldn't overlook the value of those people in the squad. Yeah, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not. You, you may be misunderstanding. I I, I yeah. really like this Leicester City side. Yeah. I'm, Trying to, I'm trying to pitch this Leicester team in a, in a league that's a little different to 2016. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got powerhouse cities, you've got powerhouse United coming to the fore now. You know, you've got Mourinho at Spurs. You got, it's a different league, to be fair. And mm. I and I think for them to to really, really be a favourite, they, they need another star player. Now, Dennis Pratt isn't that guy, but he's coming and done really well. Another good signing. I just, if they had Erosi Perez, is, is yeah, proven he's not. I really like Leicester, Rob, and it, and maybe you can switch the midfield a little bit. So you, you, you know, there is, you know, there is a shame. A... You know, it's a shame he hasn't developed that football club, Jamari Gray. Yeah, hasn't developed, yeah. has he? In the way that if he could have developed into a yeah. eight ten goal wide player with threat, could come in. You know, a Mane type player. You could be. You know, I know what you mean. He just brings something different. But I don't know. There's, there's strength and depth. I tell you what, I'll team, Really good team. I was interested in this game, and I don't know how, how close you were watching because I have to say I wasn't on this one. It was one of those days where stuff was going on in the studio. Yeah. But he took off for Farner in early-ish in the second half, and Soyuncu came on. And I kind of scratched my head, and then I, I remember asking our guy, uh, research guy, and they said, "Well, he was on the yellow card, and I don't know." And, and apparently, after the, the Brendan said it was tactical, wasn't an injury. And if that's the case, I just thought as well, whatever reason, rightly or wrongly, Brendan makes good decisions. And tactically, they've got a decent guy in charge, by the way. So, you yeah. know what I mean? They've got a real yeah. good manager in charge. Now, I don't know what the Fafana on and Choyunchu off and whether it was agreed or whatever, or because he was on the yellow and Southampton having a couple of breakaways and he's worried about going down to 10. But he made a change. Fafana has been excellent. But so Choyunchu, they get the win. They get the clean yeah. sheet, and I'm thinking, they've got a decent manager. We forget about Brendan at times. They're really good. Yeah, of course he is. 
Oh, you don't give enough credit. Yeah. yeah, well, I think, I think, I think I do. I think we do give him enough credit, Rob. I mean, maybe others well, don't. People generally, yeah, people generally have this. Oh, Brendan, he's been, he's been close before. He had yeah. tremendous success in his last job. I mean, tactically, he's great. They've also another player to come back, Ricardo Pereira, by the way. Mm. You know, one of the best right backs in the Premier League before his injury. Now he's back. I, I think he was on the bench. He's ready to play almost. Castagna's. I mean, I just think of the team as as a, a whole. It's really good, really good. I'm excited to see them play. Southampton gave them a real good game, Rob. Southampton yeah, gave them a proper good game. They, they, they really did, and it's a difficult one for Leicester. Um, they didn't play particularly well, I remember, in the first half, yet they were winning. I mean, they've got quality. They've got quality, they've got hunger, they've got a good manager, they've got good young players, they're getting healthy again. They shouldn't be discounted. And absolutely right that you, you say, and, and I think I heard Rebecca say as well, they're in this title race, because they are. They're in it. You don't know what's going to happen with Liverpool and United and others. You know, it's a crazy season. Um, just really like what Leicester are doing at the moment. I'll tell you what as well, Rob. Next, uh, on Tuesday, 3.15 uh, Eastern Time on NBC. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chelsea, by the way. Yeah. Interesting game there. Really interesting. game against, against those two teams who are probably similar spot, vying for similar things. Uh, we'll see yeah. if Leicester can overcome a Chelsea team that is still stuttering a little bit at the moment. We'll get- so, a good test for them. Really good chest. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. All right, mate. Next game. 30 minutes in. I think it's time for Tottenham and Jose. Okay. Jose talking. At Bromel Lane. And, and Jose talking up his team a little bit. It's interesting, before the game, Rob, I don't know if you heard his interview, and I think it was one of the Sky reporters said, asked him, you know, your team have done well, they scored goals sometimes in the first half and then go into the shell. What are you saying at half-time? And he was very strong in saying, I don't tell them to go into a, 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 a defensive shape. I tell them to do the right thing, manage the ball, manage the game, da da da, and go and find a second or third goal if they can, which I thought, well, that's interesting, whether he does say that or not. At least he was putting it out there and maybe understanding that, that, that the team are not as defensively strong as they were. They got the two goals up in, in this game and then conceded yeah. a game from another cross coming in early, which has been the problem, or found a way in, in Tangi and Dombley, who's um, going from strength to strength under Jose, and, and got an important win, Rob. Uh, a little stutter during the, the second half, but got, got the job done and, and saw it out. Yeah, it was better. It was better. I mean, I did, I did raise an eyebrow when I saw the three at the back, which, which, which sometimes turned into a five. 
but not in this game. And I, mm. I like what he did, actually. It, and I thought you were going to bring up in this is pretty much uh, presser saying, we want to dominate. He said that mm. more than once. We mm. want to dominate. And if there's one thing that Spurs fans, I'm sure, are frustrated at, is that sometimes Spurs, against some of the weaker sides, don't dominate. Don't have the ball. Don't boss it. Don't push to try and score more goals. Having the three at the back, because Sheffield United always play with two up front, makes sense. Let the three stay back there. Deal with the two uh, Sheffield United forwards. And everybody else is going to get forward and try and attack. We know that Sergio Aurier is good going forward. We know that Sergio Regalong is good going forward. With um, Mdumbele in midfield, scored a brilliant goal, by the way. You know, it, it did look better. It felt better as a Spurs team. The second goal, of course, of the important one, Rob, I think it was on the 40th minute, right before halftime. Yeah, what they want the Harry Kane goal, yeah. That, that's what they're looking for. Um, and then Dumbley's goal, wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's got to be, it's got to be in the equation. It's going to be in our little top, you know, when we do goal of the season, Rob. That's clever. That's clever. Yeah, yeah, outside the right foot, yeah. And, and that was really, really good yeah, goal. Better from Spurs, more mm. energy, more front foot, more. And I know it's Sheffield United, but yeah, it can I, be I just. Difficult. And I want to see more of that from Spurs. That's what they should be doing when, they, when they've got other issues, Rob, that they're going to try and maybe, maybe um, cover up. Patch over, yeah. It was interesting, once, every now and then, and we had the, the tactical camp, Jose was pushing his team forward to go and press, to go and win it, to go. And yeah. they did it really well a couple of times it's in, the, in the first half of the game to uh, get on the front foot. And as you say, I think that's what Spurs fans would prefer, that they've got forward totally. front players, they've got attacking players, and if they can do that... Um, it will cause some problems. Um, Joe Rondon. I can't mention Joe, oh, Rod- yeah, Rodin. Joe Rod- Rodin. Yeah, $21 million from Swansea. I think oh, I, I, like I, I remember saying there was a few people who talked to me about championship and Ryan Giggs has made a big point to say, this guy's destined to play in the Premier League and will do a good job. You know, good pedigree, decent pace, you know, sees danger, brave enough to st- he'll stick his head in there when he has to. Uh, looks a fine, doesn't he? Looks it looks fine. You know that sometimes that we, people get frustrated, including my, myself, with younger players. No, Jose is often very slow to bring him in and to have him. Not always, but mostly. You know, he looks like a player to me, Rob. And I think, you know, Alderweireld and Eric Dyer, in some ways, kind of reliable. But I think they need some better in there, and he might be the guy. I thought he was really, really good in the game. Joe Roden, um, on a positive note, Gareth Bale, Rob, and then we keep kind of touching him a little bit. What's going on? Does he yeah, just Gareth's our new Mesut. Mesut, as, as we'll chat briefly at the end, yeah. it looks like he's moving on. Gareth's the new Mesut. I mean, does he not want him to, to does he not want him to play? Or, I mean, it, He's, he's doing some travelling at the moment. He's travelling to Sheffield. He's travelling around, and then he'll decide when he wants to play. Come on, give us the odds, mate. How are we doing on the odds? On the odds. So, after today's round of games, and uh, the weekend's round of games, this is the state of play for points, bets, sportsbook, or related Premier League title odds are Manchester City favourites, minus 176. Second favourites, Liverpool, at plus 350. Manchester United, some may see as decent value at plus 650. Tottenham Hotspur now come as fourth favourites at plus 2,000 because of Jose and a win today. Then we get Leicester City plus 3,300. 
Chelsea plus 4,000 and Everton plus 8,000. So Man City, based on that 4-0 win and creeping up the league, uh, see decent favourites there at minus 176 against Liverpool's plus 350 and Manchester United's plus 650. I think the odds are pretty good. Pretty fair. You know, mm. sometimes we'll pick out an order. Yeah. That's good. Mm. I kind of, you know, it's tough to know where to put your money on that. You know, City have certainly stepped up and I understand them being favourites. Odds on favourites they are right now. Man United plus 60, Liverpool plus yeah, a little bit of value in United right now in terms of where the teams are. Next few weeks, I think, will be really important in terms of, of how Liverpool sort of try and kick on and, and, and get to start that, that winning run again. And do Manchester United stay in there? I think the question with United, Rob, is is, is that will they, can they have the consistency to do three-game yeah. season? Yeah, that's, I think, would be my doubt. Um, um, but to be fair, they have been more consistent the last couple of months, two or three months, Rob. They're in, they're in good form. They're keeping it going. Um, but that, that will be the thing. Consistency, defensively strong as they were today, and goals. You know, is it going to be Bruno? Somebody else got to step up and be a scorer with with Rashford and, and Bruno. But um, no, what what uh, isn't a great number is Chelsea, a plus four thousand. Um, mm. We'll go on to their again. We looked at this game: Fulham, the West London derby. Fulham nil, Chelsea one. Mason Mount, the seventy ninth minute, I think it was. Um, convinced, better. Mm, bit better, I suppose. Bit better, but against a ten man. Uh, Fulham team, uh, Anthony Robinson with with a with a reckless challenge, and you could see in his face he knew he'd done it, and was disappointed in himself and had let his teammates and his man down. But then Fulham still kept having a go. They had a little shape where they could break uh, and try it on the counter attack, and and it was never over. You know, Fulham were, 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 were part of the game. Um, a bit better by Chelsea, but not overly convincing. Rob, I've got to be honest. Overly no, a couple of things for me. Well, first of all, when that goal went in, I'm thinking. Wow, he needed that. Frank Lampard, mm. he needed that goal. He needed this win today, Rob. It, it, was, it wasn't good. It was average Chelsea. The football isn't flowing. The German star players are not looking, continue to not look right. You know, and we all understand that certain players take a little bit of time, but this, it, it's not a good look. A couple of things, Rob. Strikers. Mm. Is there not a striker at this football club mm. that wants to grab the number nine position and make it their own? There isn't. There's three guys there, Tony Rams, Olivier Giroud and, and, and Timo Werner that like, well, there's a little bit of everything there. But none of them are really grabbing that position and saying, I'm the first on the team sheet. The manager. But, 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 who, but who, okay, and I, and I hear you. And I would probably say of the, of the three, Giroud probably gives you a bit oh. more consistency and, 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 and at least stays central and becomes a focal point. We'll make runs across the box. But listen... Abraham has a different style, and Frank talks about sometimes when they want to go in behind. Werner's a different type; he's a, he's a runner in the spaces between. But at some point, doesn't Frank have to go? Okay, you're my man. You're going to play the next four, five, he's six. What has he decided? He doesn't really know, or he doesn't really he doesn't really have a, a number nine. Then is it, is it, is it rotate every, every week depending on the team? Because that's not a formula for success. Well, yeah, but so, so, so that's what my point is that. Like, is none of these strikers are grabbing it and doing well enough to keep in his but position. You're blaming the strikers. At some point, the manager's 
bought them, brought them in, or has kept him at the football club. I mean, if he didn't want Giroud or didn't feel he was right, he could have let him go and brought somebody else in or whatever. So at some point, Frank's got to go, okay, you're my guy. Mm. And if, it's team, if he believes in Team of Werner having spent the money, and I know Ver, Werner looks like he, he's really shot on confidence. He had a couple of chances and just, did, you know, it's not that he missed, it's how he missed. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to nurse people through that, Rob. You've got to find a way to keep him in there and keep his confidence and bump one in if it's a, it's a little tap in and, and then you, you, you kick him off. Mm. Let me just just change angle a little bit, Rob. And this is this is back on Frank Lampard, right? And, and this is part of a discussion I heard on the radio and I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, last season, Frank Lampard was an ideal guy, really, to go into the club at that time, mm. transfer restrictions, with bringing the young players through, with the expectation levels being um, low, and did a really good job, really nice job at Chelsea. Can you argue now that this job, as it stands at the moment, after spending $300 million at Chelsea Football Club for Robin Abramovich, becomes a different job? And he isn't the guy that can that, that, that you would expect to manage a situation. The expectation levels go through the roof. You've got star players that expect things and demand things. You've got to try and integrate these, these star players. I, I just... I, the the the, th- the thought was that the, the, I listened to the, the discussion is that he's in he's in over his depth here that this, mm-hmm. this club now this big club with massive spending needs a experienced manager to 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 roll it forward to a place where they expect to be given this money now I'd love to see Frank stay on I just thought it was an interesting discussion mm-hmm. I thought yeah it is a different job this season is a different job for maybe a different person. Now, I hope Frank can find a way and he stays at the club. I really, really do. But do you think there's anything in that, Rob, that this this job now with this money spent is a different proposition? I hear the argument. um, And and what I'm thinking of, we're talking like an Angelotti type, given that money, given that big time experience would deal with it. But I don't think you know until you, until you, you, you find out, Rob. And so... Yes, on 18 games in, it's not quite where Chelsea want to be, but it's a strange season. It's not where maybe Liverpool want to be and City have found a way. And I think we've got to give him the time and I think you've got to give him the season. i tell you what I thought was really interesting. I want to get your thought on. There was a lot of media talk last week that the ownership group, and obviously Lady Maria, who's under Abramovich, or he came from Abramovich, talk about maybe getting an Avram Grant Oh, yeah, on his coaching. Now, obviously, he's been an old go-to uh, of Abramovich down the road. But as I heard that, Rob, and sort of think about it, in my head, I thought, that's the beginning of the end, by the way. But, when, when the, hmm? yeah, but I agree with that. But is there an argument, to follow on from my, my point, Yeah, is experience needed? Frank Lampard yeah. yeah, for this sort Possibly. of situation, for this Possibly. job. Does there need to be- we've got very inexperienced backroom staff, and we've talked about this before. And Jody, Jody Moyes is, is a really good coach. He's done great stuff with the youth team. Is his ally, is his mate, and then you can absolutely somebody else in there, Rob, with a bit more experience, somebody a bit more European football experience might be helpful. Yeah, his uncle. What about his uncle, Harry? Do you think he asked him for a little? Do you think? Do you think there's any communication? I read has been there and done it all before. You know, yeah, I, yeah. officially, officially, uh, 
but I, I just I, I don't know I don't know how Frank yeah 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 it's just a, a remarkably it's, difficult job at a, a club with a big expectation that spent a ton of money it's like wow it's it's difficult to learn on the job. manager though and it makes a good question and and a thought as a Premier League manager can you kind of or if you put your hands up and say, I need a bit of help, does it kind of show weak? Does it kind of show you're not in charge? So you can't go down that road. It's a hard road to go, isn't it? You remember your, your manager, Brian Robson, had uh, Terry Venables come in. Sort of a similar situation. And yeah. Robert never really... Well, he lost his job at the end of it because mm. Venables came in and, and made the team better. At the end of the season, the fans are like, well, this guy did a great job and you didn't. And he end up leaving. So, yeah, like, it, it is risky. And listen, let's let's hope that he doesn't have to get to that. Yeah, um, to get yeah. to that. But if he's got star players, and my underappreciated performer this weekend is Mason Mount. Mason Mount is underappreciated of how good he is. A lot of talk goes to a lot of other players, your Madisons, and maybe your Jack Grealishes, and other people like that. He is a, a consistent, great attitude. Works really hard. Got his goal today that, 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 that his manager would be absolutely like thrilled with, needed that goal. You know, of all the players at this squad and all the money had been spent, this little old Mason Mount, Derby County, a couple of seasons ago, has come through and done it for his manager. I just think that people don't give him the, the credit and the respect he is due based on his all-round play and his consistency, my friend. Mason Mount, son of... Frank, yeah, yeah. never this one. He, he's the one I'm telling you, a million percent. All the boys are going, you're a son of Frank. Go and ask, go and ask uh, the manager yeah. for something, he'll do you. But you're right, Rob. For all that money that they spent and all that quality, a kid coming through the youth team, local boy, uh, does look as though he's one of the first names on the team sheet and can do a bit of everything and scored an important goal for his manager. Uh, let's start to wrap things up, mate. Just um, talk about Wolves 2, West Bromwich Albion 3. Big Sam gets his first big win. And yep. gives his team hope that they can beat the drop. 11 points now, uh, five away from safety, Burnley on 16 points. Uh, it's what Sam's about. Um, long throw in, keeps the ball alive, gets a goal. A Wolves yep. team that are having a bit of a patch, Rob, for, for, yeah. for Wolves. And Connor Cody came off and, you know, things not been as, as we've known since they come in the Premier League. And they can't always be, Rob, can they? This is Nuno's this first, probably is. Yeah. Lowest point since he was manager of this football club. And, you know, we all know who's missing up front, Raul Jimenez, who's a brilliant Mexican striker that had that horrific skull injury. Um, we know he's going to be badly missed. I still like some of their players. It's just maybe things are catching up with them a little bit. Um, whether he goes back to the three at the back is what we would expect to happen. But yeah, they're having a bit of a they're having a bit of a nightmare. They're drifting down the league table. I don't think they're going to be in trouble, but they're struggling. They're struggling a little bit. But fair play to for West Brom. Um, great, great uh, result for them. Maybe West Brom are better, Rob, when they're when they're trying to score. You know, this team was built by Slaven Bilic to be more attack-minded, more entertaining. If you sit back with Big Sam, which is what he normally does, maybe they haven't quite got the players to do that. We're in the middle of the window right now, and, and maybe they'll bring more players. They brought in Snodgrass, of course. But I just, I kind of like him when they go forward. I like Pereira. I actually like Callum Robinson as well with his movement. Um, Pereira is a special talent and he's got to play all the time he's got to play all the time no matter what Big Sam does but great win great win for them um, to help their chances of staying up I just Brighton got a good win as well Rob just just look yeah, at it yeah they needed that 
that they needed mm-hmm. that. They need to leave yeah, they need to at the moment. Their pitch is horrific, by the way. You see their pitch? Yeah, Calpatch. Yeah. Uh, what that's all about. But Brighton needed that really badly. West Ham continued to go from strength to strength. Yeah, right? Mikel Antonio back in the team. Yep. Yeah, I'm back and we'll get a good look at them on the studio for their next game, uh, West Ham, uh, on Tuesday. Before we wrap up, a friend of the podcast who's been involved in much of our content, we're going to miss him dearly. Oh, Mesut. Looks like he's set to leave Arsenal and and join Fenerbahce. I think he had his goodbyes with the Arsenal players today and apparently his flight has landed in... In Turkey, and he's close to agreeing that deal. What, what, what's the sentiment of Mesut Robin in the Premier League? Four, four FA Cup winners. Uh, it's given us some great moments, some wonderful moments. But what, what's the overriding thought of Mesut? Well, I've got a few thoughts, Rob. Firstly, wonderful talent. I mean, tremendous ability. Left foot, creativity, silky, glides with the ball. That is my that is my overriding thought of Mesut Ozil, Rob, and because I love a, I love a technical player, I can I can lace his boots in that regard. So that will be my strongest thought of a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Then it goes on to a couple of things. It goes on to the club's decision to give him an incredible contract. I think has been a problem for the football club, for other players, the money that he's on, him being on that contract. I can only imagine. You know, when you sign that sort of contract, I don't know whether the, the the desire just wanes a little bit. And the third point is my disappointment in his mentality, Rob. In his mentality, there's been several managers that have tried him and want him to be in their team. Why wouldn't you want his talent to be in the side? Particularly when you're paying him the money. But if, but of like, basically, said, can't have him in the team. I can't have him the way he trains, the way he's at a training ground. When his attitude's right, he'll be in the side. Arteta said it. Unai Emery fell out with him. Uh, that, for me, I don't know about you, Rob, but as, as a, a journeyman player, I had to give my best to, to, to continue at that level for a long period of time. It, it just annoyed me that he, 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 couldn't, he didn't have the mentality, the attitude to train properly, to help his team, that's the club that's in a, a real difficult last few years. Um, that that disappoints me. So that's that's kind of the three things that popped to my mind. The deal mm. signed, wow, who gave him that? His mentality, but his, his ability was was fantastic. What, what your what your yeah. so so my big takeaways. Well, first, I'm disappointed he's leaving, Rob. And I say that based on now working in the media, having played the game and played in the Premier League. You want big, you want good players. You want those creative players in our league. You don't want them gone. And and. My second criticism, opinion, is that, and I'm going to talk, point my finger a little bit at Arsene Wenger, he indulged this guy in his team. And by indulging him, he allowed him to get away with things, Rob, that grew, that got bigger. And as the contracts came and the positions came, we didn't see the best of Mesut Ozil because he almost felt he was the guy, didn't have to do that. And... Back in the day, you used to could have a, a passenger or two. You could carry one or two if, if nine or else worked. Now we've got top teams, Liverpool, Manchester City, who have star players and have to, have to work as hard as, yeah. as journeymen. And, and that's the balance now with top-class players. Yeah. Mesut Ozil only wanted to really play when you had the ball. Yeah. And, and I have to point the finger back to, to the great Sir Arsene Wenger 
who at the time endorsed him, and I think hurt his career. Hmm. Do you think all, all said and done, Rob, it was worthwhile though buying him? Uh, it, it's not something they'll regret, is it? I no, mean, he don't. gave him a lot of good moments as well. Yeah, it, absolutely. And, and it should be some of those memories we remember, not necessarily the criticisms and what he didn't do. Sometimes what he did do, we see a couple of goals, Rob. Remember he had that, that technique where he used to hit the ball into the ground and over the goalkeeper and mm. he could see a pass like n- nobody else. Him and David Silver at times were on a level of just seeing things that no one else on, on a pitch could see. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, we wish him well. We'll um, keep an eye on things because he's always good for a bit of content, Mesut. So we'll... Um... He was a big fan, wasn't he? He grew up in Germany. He's yeah. a big fan of Fenerbahce. Yeah. So uh, you understand him going back there and he'll be excited mm-hmm. to do that. If you look at his, um, his uh, social media feeds right now, he's fired up. He's landed in Turkey and uh, the photos, the family photos are starting to come. So good luck to him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, our show's going to be a little bit less dramatic mm-hmm. now, mate. Now there's no, there's no Mesut. Mesut Ozil, my friend, we oh. salute you. God bless you. On the day of a big game, mate, at Anfield, ended in stalemate, a point that's better for United than for Liverpool. It's Man City who look like they're purring right now. Five straight wins in the Premier League and only two points behind United with a game in hand. We'll be back on Thursday this week, January the 21st, when Leicester will have taken on Chelsea at the King Power. And we'll look back at the big games coming up as Liverpool look at, to get back to winning ways as they take on Burnley. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.